everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Amplify Her podcast. I am your host, Christina Singh. I am here with my ooh, iced coffee. It is Friday, and I am so excited for another solo episode. And I just want to thank you guys because I have been looking at some analytics because I love data and you guys are really enjoying these episodes, which is great. And I'm getting really amazing feedback on them. So thank you for taking the time to listen and be here with me one on one as we dive into various topics. At the top of the show, I want to remind you that you can shoot me a voice message if you like, because I'm always looking for new topics, questions you might want to ask, things you might want me to dive into. I love doing that, so feel free to click that link in the episode description to head over to SpeakerPipe to send me a voice note if you'd like. So today... Uh, it is a bit of a whirlwind day over here because tomorrow I'm traveling. And so today I'm just trying to get approximately 50,000 things done, which is fine. Great. I think that works well for my brain is to just be kind of forced to do everything (laughs) all at once. Um, But I wanted to dive into something that's a touchy subject for me, but something that I think is actually super important for us to chat about, uh, especially as women and especially as women in the professional world um, or around our friends. And that is not knowing things. (laughs) Um, And what do I mean by this. So the, the title of this episode, you, so you might have a, a clue as to what I'm going to be aiming for in this episode, but I was recently listening to an episode of Armchair Expert, Dak Shepard's podcast, and I was listening to Gwyneth Paltrow's second episode on the show. And in that episode, she talks about her business, Goop, and how it was really important for her to recognize that she was not an expert in all of the things, <laughs> that she didn't know things. And in particular, she talked about a moment in a conference room when she said that she didn't know what people were talking about around her and she was Googling things as people were speaking. And then she raised her hand to ask specifically what something was. And she could feel kind of this like ease Uh, an energy in this change in energy around the room when people then understood that she actually didn't know everything and she was willing to ask questions and willing to learn and put herself out there to better understand something. And it really touched on this for myself and this fear and I guess trigger point that I have around not knowing everything and around feeling um, inadequate or dumb. I think I present as a bubbly, nice person. I mean, I hope I present as a kind human, but I think that can often be mistaken for someone who lacks emotional intelligence or intelligence. And it's something I I am naturally just drawn to being uh, 
(laughs) a people person and I am that person for a very long time until I kind of knew myself a bit better. I would talk to people on planes, on buses, on the street. I would just say hello to people. My family on my mom's side is very similar. I had to tell my brother when he moved to New York, stop talking to people. And so I've just always been social. My son is now very much the same way, which is really fun to see. But I think that I've noticed throughout my life that sometimes my kindness can be interpreted as being less intelligent or less introspective because I'm not looking at everything through a cynical lens all the time, maybe, or I think it's very popular to be grumpy and cynical all the time and more power to you. I've married a literal Grinch, so I know this world very well and I usually am the one to to lighten up the mood um, when, when we're talking about something. Um, so I get it. And I think there are many factors that go into all these things. But I do think criticism is is very on trend right now. So when you're a nice person, um, so when you maybe present as more bubbly or kind, I think there is sometimes this misinterpretation that you're not analytical or you don't see the other side or... And maybe, maybe I'm just fucking projecting. I don't know. It's just my experience around, around interacting with people. The amount of times I've been told I'm too nice, it's just an exponential amount. So from this interview with Gwyneth Paltrow, I got to thinking about my own experience with not knowing things, my own insecurity around that, and, having, and really kind of like masking uh, when I didn't know something and trying to present myself as knowing all the things And being in situations where I like obviously didn't know the things. And I think it actually started from a very young age. During my failure resume episode a couple weeks ago, I mentioned me playing the trumpet and never practicing and pretending to play next to another person at a recital. And my mom asking me, did you did you know what you were doing? And me, you know, very cockily saying like, is cockily a word? Oh, see, I don't know that. I guess me in a very cocky way. I don't know. Um, saying, yeah, mom. Uh, duh. Yeah, I know how to play the trumpet. Thank you. And so I think this started from a very young age. And I'm curious if you have had similar experiences where you kind of beef yourself up to know things um, when you don't. And maybe you mask the fact that you don't know things. Where I see this happen a lot is in two places, in the workplace and with men. (laughs) Uh, Men are very, very good at presenting uh, as if they know all the things. And I think men have been taught that, well, I know that, you know, this system we are currently in in America, most of the world has been structured and created and is benefiting men first. So from many conversations I've had with men in my life, there's always been this presumption they know the thing. 
And I think there is this battle internally and maybe, you know, culturally that if they were to not know the thing, that would be an enormous sign of weakness. And I think there are most likely lots of us who have had conversations with men where they double down on thinking they know the thing and you know you are actually right. Um, so that, you know, I, I've seen this with men and with men in the workplace. Uh, I see this in my current role with men in the workplace where there is an assumption of being correct when unfortunately they are not. And I see this in, you know, my personal life with men around me. And I think that there is, so every, you know, the patriarchy, white supremacy culture is seeping into everything, obviously. So when it comes to women in the workplace, um, everyone in the workplace, really, I, I do think that there is this presumption that you should know everything and this really unspoken rule that if you are asking a question and seeking knowledge, it is a sign of weakness. When I think it is such a huge sign of strength. Have you ever been working for someone and they're your boss or maybe they're a leader of the company and they ask a question because they don't know something? I know I have. I have looked at that as a relief, (laughs) as a moment of strength, and as something that humanizes that leader. And I think it's so important for us to admit when we don't know something. I think understanding and learning is a characteristic that shows strength, especially when you are a leader. There is a great book that was recommended to me and a a prior coworker from my former boss called The First 90 Days. And it is all about the first 90 days of a job that you step into. And it's full of incredible information. But one of the best things that I learned from that book is ask as many questions, learn from as many people and absorb as much information as possible. If you come into a role acting like you know everything, people are much less likely to respect you and much less likely to offer you help. First impressions make such a huge difference. And I'm not saying this is flat, you know, across the board, but according to the research in this book, approaching a role and approaching a project from an aspect of where can I learn? How can I, you know, absorb new information? How can I grow and evolve is truly the best way to enter into the workplace. And I have taken this with me in my current role and in these new endeavors that I'm, you know, diving into with Amplify Her Media. I am really trying to flip the I need to know everything because if I don't, that's a sign of weakness. Really trying to flip that on its head and say, what can I learn from everyone so I can become stronger and so I can look to build a team of people around me who are experts in different fields. So 
(laughs) this is something I just wanted to talk about today on the show because I think I'm not sure if you, dear listener, are familiar with um, Sheryl Sandberg's book, Lean In. I know there was, I know people are like on board or not on board. I know it's kind of all over the place, but one of the things that I learned, you know, while reading that book that was very profound um, was that men are judged and hired and promoted based on their potential. And women are judged and hired and promoted based on their past performance. And there's research to back this up. So let's talk about, you know, worth. I have a personal goal for myself for the next week at work. And I already know I do this, but I really want to be more open to asking questions around things that I don't know. I would love for you to join me and ask people in your life if they're talking about something, ask them a question around something you might not know, engage in more of a conversation and see what feelings that brings up. Because I feel like for me, that's going to bring up some some weird shit that I have lingering in my brain and that maybe you do too. I'm not really sure. Maybe you're super open to not knowing things and asking questions. And I think that's such a beautiful muscle to flex and grow. And I think it's something that I want to be more cognizant of. And it doesn't mean you're dumb or, you know, you're not as capable. I think it actually is a super intelligent um, thing to do and a sign of, of wisdom. So I want to talk about the research around um, men being hired based on their potential versus women being hired or promoted or judged based on their past experience. So apparently there was a research team from the University of Kent that conducted some t- some uh, studies on this exact thing. And it's, it appears in Frontiers in Psychology, apparently, and they... Um, featured nearly 200 participants that were told that a fictitious technology company was looking for a director of financial affairs. And then they looked at four resumes, two of them, one for a man and one for a woman. So they highlighted the applicant's past successes while the other two emphasized his or her potential. These were accompanied by short testimonials, which also focused on their impressive past or their inherent capabilities. Participants then noted using a one to nine scale whether they would hire each candidate and whether they thought he or she would be a good appointment. They also predicted how well they would do in their careers. The research researchers discovered a consistent pattern when participants ranked male candidates, there was a preference for potential, whereas leadership potential was overlooked when they ranked female candidates. Male candidates that demonstrated higher potential were perceived to have a more impressive resume and were expected to perform better in the future than male candidates who demonstrated higher performance. The opposite was true for female candidates. The result of this is obviously an unconscious bias, even when female candidates pass performance matches that of their male competitors women would be held to higher standards in the selection process because their leadership potential will be less likely to be recognized recognized than men's. Obviously, I'm saying something that a lot of people can see very clearly in the world. 
um, very clearly based on our presidential election in 2016 and very clearly in the workplace. I personally have seen this in situations where I've been a leader, where I have been given opportunities to lead and perform and I have been maybe not as believed in by men in the room and and women in the room. This article actually says something funny. It can be that women are implicitly required to show greater evidence of competence to overcome stereotypically negative performance expectations, particularly in male gender typed job domains. They add like, you know, president of the United States. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Reading this is depressing. Just so you know, this is an article from Pacific Standard um, from 2019 by Tom Jacobs, but he references this research. Um, So what can we learn from this? I always, you know, I would be doing a disservice to the mission of this company that I have of this podcast if I didn't talk about the ways in which women's voices are silenced. I'm always trying to boost ways that we can use our voices and share our stories. But I, we have to talk about all the ways in which our voices are silenced. And I think it's fascinating that men get ahead when they don't know something and they can present as if they will learn that thing and be really great at learning that thing. But if women don't know something or if they even have that knowledge and the talent to back it up, they're not as believed in. All of this to say... I think that moment that I talked about at the top of this show with Gwyneth Paltrow asking those questions in a room full of men, asking what things are, having her employees breathe a sigh of relief is very, very powerful. I have no idea if any men listen to this show, but I would challenge you to do the same thing in your life. I would challenge you to ask questions and ask If you don't know something, acknowledge that you don't know that thing and ask about it. There are so many stereotypes around men knowing answers to every question or having an answer to every question. If you look on TikTok, there's like this huge video that blew up about it. But the most, I think, stereotypical thing that I know of is men don't ask for directions. They'll just get lost and they'll assume that they know where they are and they will never ask for directions. And I think it is such a sign of strength to stop, acknowledge you don't know something, and ask. And I think I spoke about this last week, but the what I think one of the biggest strengths in all of this is that you can hire people or build a team around you of experts who can help support you to grow your business. You don't have to be a one-person show. And I think it's really important to acknowledge that, especially when you don't know something. I think it's a really, really good thing when you don't know everything. I would say we all have a strong dislike for people who present like they know everything. <laughs> maybe you don't. <laughs> maybe maybe you're different than me. But I, I am not a fan when people present as if they know everything. And I think asking questions and being curious is really, really important. 
What are ways that you've done this in your life? What are practices that you have? Leave me a voice message. I really want to know. I hope this episode is helpful in just kind of tapping that part in your brain and that little reminder to open yourself up in this way. And then, you know, when we're talking about promotions, judgment, hiring on men versus women, I think bringing up those practices in your workplace and acknowledging them is an action that we can all take. I think that's something that we can do to really acknowledge our small part. For example, I have a friend when um, when they're hiring someone, they will have a woman and a man in the room as the hiring manager. Well, the woman is the hiring manager and then usually a man accompanies my friend. And if a candidate doesn't acknowledge the woman in the room, which happens very often, that person won't be hired. And I think those small practices and acknowledging unconscious bias and bringing it up in the workplace is incredibly important. I would love to hear from you on what practices you have in place, um, what things you're doing to bring up these conversations. Are you being listened to? Are you being challenged? Is it act, like, are, are these things in place? Are they working? Leave me a message. I would, I would absolutely love to know. And if you would prefer not to be on the show, you can say that in your message as well. I just want to hear from you. Uh, feel free to reach out on Instagram at Amplify Her Media. Feel free to leave me a voice message. Whatever feels best, I would love to hear from you guys. All right, I will see you next week with another incredible interview. And please never, ever forget that your voice matters and your story matters. And I will see you on the next episode of the Amplify Her podcast. Have a great weekend, everyone. The Amplify Her podcast is a part of the Amplify Her Media Network. You can check out more shows on the Amplify Her Media Network over on Instagram at Amplify Her Media.